Hi friend, it's me, Jen. I am back with another episode. Uh, I just need to warn you that the audio on this one is not great. Um, I am living in Las Vegas, which is extremely hot, so I have my AC running pretty much 24-7. So I'm, I'm thinking you can probably hear that in the background. Hopefully it's not too much of a distraction. Also, for those of you that can't see me, I have a mouthful of metal and my braces cause just the tiniest bit of a lisp. So I might sound a little bit different than I have in previous episodes. But again, I hope this doesn't take away from the beauty of the conversation that I have with my very, very best friend in the whole world. So I hope you enjoy the episode and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye friend. Hello. Hey, friend. Hi. <laughs> Not you had me on hold listening to that music for like two minutes. Oh, is your music that's, that you have hold music? Oh, this is fancy. Yeah. yeah, the app has hold music. So I was like, where is she at? <laughs> Wait, but what kind of hold music? Is it like, is it like a bop or is it like elevator music? It's like jazzy, like do, 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 do. I was like, okay. <laughs> but you know what though? Skype. I love the Skype music when you're calling someone. Have you heard it? Have you ever used Skype before? I've heard it, but I don't use Skype regularly, so I haven't heard it in a long time. But I know it's very distinct. It's upbeat, and I just like seriously, <laughs> I like to call people just because I like to hear the music. So I'm mad. people yeah. are like, "Why is she calling me?" Yeah, and then I'm all upbeat with the person on the other line when they answer because I've just been grooving to this mm-hmm. music. But that's me being a dork. I feel like you're always like the exuberant person on a on a, like a telecall that well I think I think yeah I think you're probably right <laughs> <laughs> just smiling and cheesing and can't wait to talk and oh well I God. think it depends like if it's for a work call like I try to hold back because these are my colleagues and I don't want them to think that I'm a total nerd. But like for other things, for example, like when I'm doing my Spanish meetups or, you know, something that's like extracurricular, I am totally uh, lively and energetic and have lots to say. And so I don't know how that comes across other people, but I think that's more me being authentically me, you know? Gotcha. I mean, yeah, you're, you are a fairly like cheery person in general. (laughs) So it makes sense because I I will be back in the cut. My phone's <laughs> muted. Like I'm just like camera you, off. Yeah, camera off. Mic muted. Like if you need me, let me know. But I'm here, but I'm not present. Yeah, if that makes sense. But. No, it does. I I definitely have my days though where I'm just like I don't want to be seen or heard. I'm just gonna listen and take in this information. But for the most part, I, I'm pretty cheery and upbeat, and you know, and on the front lines, ready to give input or inside or ask questions or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Look at us just chatting away. Okay. F- okay. Hi friend. <laughs> Hi friend. <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself? Um, or yes. do you want me to introduce you? No, you can introduce me. Okay. That makes me feel cool. Okay. This is today. We have <laughs> one of my absolute favorite people in the entire world. If not favorite, <laughs> my best friend, my bestie, my homegirl, my A1 since day one. Yes. Courtney. Yay, that's me, everybody. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get introductions, so that was special. Okay, well, I'm glad you liked it. The energy is alive. You yes. are bringing energy to the pod right now. I love it. Always. What are you drinking? Do you have a drink? I do have a drink, and I'm going to try and pronounce it. It's a product of Italy, and it's Risetta Moscato di Asti, uh, and it's a Moscato wine oh. that is uh, serving me well right now. I love Moscato. Is it red or, like, pink? No, it's white. Oh, I was <laughs> way off. Okay. Yeah, no, I, know, I, don't, I, I don't tend to drink, like, um, colorful wines. It's usually just the same thing, mm-hmm. and if it's not a wine, it's a beer. I'm very basic. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's okay. We like basic. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. I'm having, um, I'm having a margarita that came in a can, which is a (laughs) a little weird, but I added some ice to it and it's actually, it's pretty good. It's, um, 
It's from Cutwater, which is actually a place in San Diego uh-huh. uh, that I used to frequent quite often. So, okay. So obviously for people who listen regularly, I use that term very loosely. Um, <laughs> you are in Columbia. Are you in Columbia? It's Columbia. No. Oh, <laughs> the, uh-oh, bestie. What city are you in? You well, live that's in South okay, Carolina. I am traveling all the time, but I'm, I am in South Carolina right now. And my city, my home base, I guess, is Lexington, South Carolina. Oh, my bad. How close is that to Columbia, though? Was I way off? No, no, no. You weren't way off. That's the capital. Okay. And, like, it's it's like a 10-minute drive. It's not very oh. far. Okay, then I'm not going to beat myself up because yeah. close enough. Okay, close well. Enough. You're in South Carolina. Uh Uh-huh. For right now. Yeah, I know, right? And we'll get into that because Lord knows we don't know. Sometimes (laughs) I don't know where you're at. But um, I am in Las Vegas, Nevada. I moved here in October of 2020. And um, it's hot outside. It's hot. Is it? How hot is it there? I will give you the exact temperature right now. It's 102. Oh my, that's my thing. I love the hotter the better. I just I love it. Okay, well, like what? Wait, what? What kind of heat is it though? Is it like? Oh, it's dry. It's very dry. No, almost like I think the humidity is like six percent. It's very dry. Um, So that for me works out because I don't do well in humidity. I cannot. I do not want. I do not like. Okay. Well, here it's um, very humid. It's 65% humidity and it's 90 Mm-mm. degrees. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. You like that? You like I, that? I love it. So, it does something good for my skin and my hair. I don't know, just that be like moist. <laughs> that yeah, one. like that dewy. That yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I, I like um, moisture in the air more, well, not necessarily for my hair, but I like moisture in the air um, more than just dry heat. Okay, then you would, yeah, you would not be rocking here because it's very dry, which like there's always a breeze. So it's like not a stagnant heat, but it's like, so it's not even as hot as it's going to get right now. It's supposed to be a high of 109. Oh my gosh. And um, it's just like walking out into an oven. Yeah. That's, it just is what it is. So, you know, I'm inside in the AC and that's where I'm going to be all day. Yeah. So, Okay. So you live in Lexington, South Carolina, but yeah. you're a Cali girl. I am forever a Cali girl. <laughs> California girls were undeniable. Yes. Daisy Dukes, we got it on lock. Oh, right. Now. Okay. So you're from, where are you from originally? Uh, the patch. <laughs> Well, I like to say I'm from San Diego because that just makes me sound a lot cooler. Um, no shade to anybody from Bakersfield. But I'm originally, I was born, the hospital that I came out in was uh, Memorial Hospital in Bakersfield, California, in the, <laughs> in the valley, Kern Valley. I am so upset at Bakersfield. So, <laughs> the only time I've been to Bakersfield is with you. And it's just <laughs> words can't even describe Oh gosh, I just I think when you when I think about like our trips going down like on a Friday and the reasons we were going there, I just um, <laughs> I have to chuckle to myself because first of all Bakersfield, but then obviously some of the characters in Bakersfield. So just Bakersfield is it's filled with characters. It's nothing but characters, and I actually like that part of it. Um, it was very entertaining. So, okay. So you're from Bakersfield. When did you move to Oceanside or actually you moved to Carlsbad first? Yeah, I moved to Carlsbad first and I was, I just turned eight. So I went to Carlsbad schools for like, you know, primary education. And then I moved to, what was it? That's, oh, I guess that's considered Oceanside where we met. Right. Um, and then I went, yeah. So that was, that was eight and then on to Oceanside at about 11 or 12. All right, so I am from Hawaii, but similar, born in a hospital in Hawaii, but I was very much raised in in Oceanside. And um, so you moved on the block. I was already on the block. Yeah. And you moved on the block. And let me ask you this. What is your first memory of me? 
like how do you do you remember exactly how we met do you remember what happened like honestly I don't every we've had so many memories so I can't even tell you but I literally remember being obsessed with you that I remember I was having my first memory of you so all the kids on the block (laughs) used to meet at uh the corner to catch the bus right Mm -hmm. when we still got bus to school this was before high school so we were what seventh I was in seventh grade no I think you were in eighth and I was because I didn't start because sixth grade for me I was still finishing that in Carlsbad okay I started seventh and you were in eighth already okay so I was in eighth grade you were in seventh grade I don't know where you came from (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know who you were, but you were wearing your hair in Shirley Temple sandals. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I was like, who is this? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hope you don't have any pictures of me with that hairstyle. Cause... I don't have any pictures of you with the tendrils, but I just so <laughs> specifically remember seeing this girl with these, like, and it was so... Like, that style wasn't in. Like, that's not how, like, people were wearing their hair. So I was like, oh, I mean, but your hair was beautiful. I was like, oh, my God, she's beautiful. She has beautiful hair. But I was like, this is interesting. And like I said, I don't know where you came from. No, I, don't know I just... if it was, like, the first day of school or the middle of the school. I don't know. Yeah, no, weird. I don't think it was the first day of school. I definitely don't think it was the first day. But um, I was definitely into the school year. Maybe not much, but I just okay. remember, like, obviously we rode the same bus together. So we had some time to spend before and after school. And just, uh, like, we didn't live on the same exact street, but very close. So that gave us some time to connect. But, um, yeah, with the hairstyle, I, I guess I was marching to the beat of my own drum with that one. because 1,000%. I'm like, when I think about seventh grade and wearing Shirley Temple curls, I'm like, that's so lame. (laughs) Like, what was I thinking? (laughs) It was just, it was, it wasn't lame. It was just so out of the ordinary. Cause you know, when you're like in middle school, I feel like all you want to do is fit in, right? Exactly. You're just like, I want to do this. I want to wear this. And like, to me, you fit in because you meshed well with people, but you did kind of march to your own drumbeat. Like, you know, your style. And I loved your style. Like, really? I remember, mm-hmm. yes. Like you used to wear like these, I, I remember your mom took you to Target and she bought you these dresses. And oh, the sundresses. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they were like super colorful and you had like a matching bag. And I was like, oh my God, I want to, I want to dress like her. And um, yeah. So as oh obsessed with me as you were, I was obsessed with you too. That is so funny. You know, and I don't know even know if you were there. I think you had already gone to high school. I told you about the time I my I got in trouble because I was always grounded until further notice. But yeah. I got in trouble like in a really big way. So my mom took all my clothes away and I only had three outfits to wear. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. So I I'm totally like uh, I'm I'm glad that you remember me for sundresses and handbags because it could have been just the the mom jeans and the plain I had a red shirt, a white shirt, and a black shirt. <laughs> And like some, you know, the, the shoes that are in style now, like the big kind of chunky, uh, like dad shoe. Yeah. Those, that's what I had. I had mom jeans, three sh- t-shirts and, and the dad shoe. And I just was mortified. But, and You're... I remember trying to wear my PE outfit because the PE outfit was literally cooler than what they had picked out for me. Listen, your mom did not play about being grounded. Okay. <laughs> And you uh, always grounded. Literally. Always. Like, I don't even know how we became fast friends because literally, like, all of your time being in middle school, grounded. <laughs> and I, my offenses weren't even that bad. Like, I wasn't a bad kid. I was just a little sneaky. Right. You were sneaky, but you were not good at it, friend. No, I wasn't. Like, <laughs> I'm here to let you know, you were not a good sneak at Clearly, because I was grounded for three years. Right. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but you're not doing it right, babe. You're not doing it well. True. So, yes. So we went to middle school together. um, And then, of course, I'm a year ahead of you. So I went on to high school. But eventually, And I was devastated when you left, just to let you know. I was really sad when you left. And even more sad when you left high school. But I was like, I felt left behind. And I was upset that you were a year older than me at that point. Oh, no. Oh my God, that makes me so sad. Well, I was literally, I mean, when I say I was obsessed with you, I'm not even like using 
funny words. Like I was literally, I mean, you remember coming over and finding notepads of what? Yeah, my name written many, many times. (laughs) Which makes me feel like it's like fatal attraction, but it's not like that. It's just like, I just thought you were so cool. And I think a part of it is because I felt like you were so like clean cut and you always got good grades and you were so pretty and like your parents adored you and you were the big sister that, you know, did everything for your little sister. And I was just like, wow, she's she's really neat. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, I, (laughs) I just... I don't know how we became fast friends, but we became very fast friends, like instantly. Yeah. And I remember the first time I went to your house, we watched Clueless. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, awesome. and I hadn't seen it before. And you had it on VHS. Yes. Old school. VHS. And we watched it, and that, that was like our movie. Oh, my God. And do you remember when we used to play You Don't Know Jack? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my gosh. My kids would love that now. But oh, yes, I you do. You should see if they still have it. I know. I mean, I don't want them to play the old version. Like, ho- hopefully, they've updated it since what 1998. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was so much fun. We used to play that for hours. That and fun. then we used to lurk in the AOL chat rooms, trying to get into oh. trouble that we didn't need to be in. Girl, let's not even talk about the internet. <laughs> like the darkness that was the internet like you and I were just having a conversation the other day how there were people out there trying to lure us Mm -hmm. like for real we were just young you know impressionable young ladies on the internet looking for some punk boys to chat with exactly and little did we know we were chatting with grown men yeah and it hits, you know? like, now, it's like, of course, when you're, like, young like that, you think, oh, nothing's going to happen. I'm invincible. You know, this is just a little bit of fun. But now you have shows like ID, uh, yep. dis- Investigation and Discovery, and, you know, like, Caught Up in a Web of Lies or whatever those shows are. And, you know, like, literally really bad things can happen. So we're actually quite lucky, especially being as impressionable as we were back then. Yeah. We're really lucky that we didn't get into more trouble than just. So lucky. Like yeah. there are a handful of times that I look back and I'm like, wow, that really could have went left mm-hmm. you know? in hindsight. Like, whoa. And like you said, you know, sneaky, we we're trying to be a little sneaky. Yeah. Um, you know, but man, like, I just think back to like, wow, I could literally be on one of those shows right now. Like you could yeah. be a talking head being like, she was my best friend. Exactly. We did everything together. And then she just went missing, you know, but yeah. And then, I mean, equally for you, because, you know, I'm much more impulsive and just, you know, like I am one to just totally be naive and gullible and go with it. And then I would have just ended up in a ditch. So um, I'm glad and not talking heads, but both rather talking on a podcast rather than on a TV with like our pictures blurred out or whatever. Absolutely. So we survived middle school. (laughs) and then we get to high school now so yes you were a year behind so when you came in I had kind of already established sort of a new group of friends but Mm -hmm. you slipped into that super easy Um, (laughs) you're not getting away from me (laughs) (laughs) you really did a mess yourself you really did but I was glad that you did and we ended up having a really great group of core friends yeah. um, in high school that we're still, you know, in contact with today. Yeah. Um, and so I graduated in 2001 and then you actually ended up moving back to Bakersfield, right? Yeah. Cause I was tired of being grounded. My mom <laughs> grounded me one time too many. And I was like, you know what? That's enough. I'm going to be with my dad in Bakersfield. It's not as cool as San Diego, but I'm going to Bakersfield. Like, I, I just had it, you know. And, of mm. course, my dad being, you know, a locomotive engineer and always being on call and always be on the train, I just thought, oh, I'd have so much more independence and autonomy. And my dad is just, you know, like, just totally a different type of parent, you know. Not right. to say that one is better than the other, but it's just different. I just, at that point, you know, I was 16, 17 years old, really wanting to kind of break out of my shell. I did feel like my parents were extremely strict with not even allowing me to speak with guys on the telephone until I was, what, 15 or 16 years old, and everybody else was doing it at, like, 11. Like, I, I was just too much. So, anyway, yeah, so I, I finished my um, my high school in Bakersfield at Centennial High School. Okay, so now I feel like, so... 
I feel like your senior year at Bakersfield was very formative because when you <laughs> came back, it was like we were wilding out. Like yeah. it was a whole nother level of like, okay, I'm I'm graduated, you know, I'm out of high school. Now you're out of high school. And mm-hmm. that's when the tomfoolery really picked up. Well, of course, for a young adult, you, you know, we're 17, 18 years old thinking we're good and ground, thinking that we just know everything that there is to know about the world. We've got some independence. So let's t- and, and then for me, you know, I really didn't have, I was just there. I graduated early and I, I wasn't interested in making friends. I was just trying to get these credits so I can, you know, move on. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't get to like go to prom. I wasn't interested in, in homecoming. I wasn't interested in pep rallies or football games. I was interested in getting the hell on, you know, so right. and that's what I did. So um, when I came back, I was like, oh, well, I miss my friends. I miss, you know, all the shenanigans we used to get into. It's time to, you know, really kind of cut up and let loose for a little bit. Yeah. And we did. We did. Mm-hmm. Uh, just trips to Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> oh man trips to Mexico and just hanging out and going on base and being all over town and it was some good times but do you ever think about the fact that we left the country on a weekly basis to go and party in another country and then come back when the sun was coming I mean do you think about like how big that is <laughs> I mean, I know they're our neighbor. I know, you know, like many people do it and probably many people still continue to do it. But I mean, we were just like every weekend making plans for this. And I mean, just to think, I remember one time I didn't have my ID and all I had was my like two year uh, Miracosta like identification <laughs> card. But I was like, yeah. I'm not letting that stop me. I don't care if I have issues getting back into the border. I'm going to this club tonight. Oh my God. <laughs> and he, the, the guy let me in. I was like, look, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm a college student. So of course I'm over 18 years old and he luckily let me in. But can you imagine if we went all that way down to Mexico and I couldn't even get in or even worse, get back into the country? You know, it's funny. I didn't think about it like that. Like it was just so... It was such a normal thing to do, and a lot of people our age were doing it, and I didn't really kind of put two and two together that, like, hey, we're actually going outside of the country. Mm-hmm. Like, if something happens to us, we're under a completely different system. Like, exactly. And the fact that we even made it safely to the club on the cab drives, and, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I remember us being at Animale, and you know how you would pay for your entrance and then you would get, you know, free drinks, like those mm-hmm. weak little Dixie cup of drinks. But yeah, I remember drinking that and then realizing that like I wasn't feeling well and it was not because of drinking too much. It was because I think there was something like in my drink, like, really? a, like a roofie type situation, you know, and like just walking around and being, do you remember being burnt by people's cigarettes? No, I, I don't remember being burned, but I mean, I, I was too busy. I wasn't walking. I, I was always on the dance floor. I don't remember ever really taking a break from dancing. Mm-hmm. I don't go to, you know, to look, I mean, obviously I want to look cute going there and getting in, but like by the time we left, remember how we looked when we left. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty, makeup dripping, hair, a hot mess, clothes just every which way, wrinkled and Yeah. So I don't actually remember being burned by anybody's cigarettes. Always thinking like there were so many people we were packed and, you know, like if there was ever a fire or if anybody, oh. you know, slipped something into drinks. So they just had a whole entire row of just drinks where they would just, you know, and you would yeah. ask for a margarita, but they could have given you anything and you would have taken it because we were just so happy to be, have that freedom, you know, that freedom. Exactly. And then also, Mexico was like a sweet like 60 to 70 miles away like yeah. that was not a right down the road trip you know what I mean exactly so no you, it wasn't <clears throat> you party nope. all night and then I remember being tired and driving yeah not to mention we had alcohol oh like, no girl oh it just got bad see I wasn't making any of these connections yeah wow wow yeah. But I think because of the fact that we had to wait in a forever line to enter back into the country, we had sobered up enough to drive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't remember blatantly, like, drunk driving, but I definitely remember, like, dozing off. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
and like waking up and being like two seconds away from hitting a median like that's yeah. terrible uh oh. yeah <laughs> But I definitely remember, say, like, you were driving, and I, I was actually sleeping. And then I woke up, like, oh, my gosh, Janitra, the sun is coming up. Look how beautiful the sun rises. And you were just like, girl, if you don't go back to sleep. Like, like <laughs> I'm just girl, trying to get please. home. <laughs> don't be care about this sunrise right now. I'm trying to get home without falling asleep. I'm trying exactly. to get us home in one exactly. piece. <laughs> good times, though. Very good times. Very good times. So, so then I think about there, we kind of went up, you know, about our own ways and yeah you know um but always manage to come back and reconnect always always Mm -hmm. always you know it doesn't really matter how much time goes by like we're gonna come back Mm -hmm. and just pick up right where we left off exactly so (sighs) that's a long time friend that's a lot of memories a lot of memories and like you said I think the best part of it is that we can literally not talk for months or years and then come back and just play, hey, girl, what's up? Like, kind of just pick up where we left off and really mm-hmm. just appreciate one, you know, the fact that we both have lives outside of one another, but still be just as equally as interested in one another as we were in seventh right. and eighth grade. Yeah, just as invested. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Okay, so now we are full grown adults. Like, <laughs> good and grown. Full, good and grown, knocking on 40. Like, <laughs> No more games. So <laughs> tell me, tell me about where you are in your life right now. In my life right now, it's so funny because I, I don't need, sometimes I, I think about it. And I don't even, I'm like, really? Cause I'm the goofiest person, but <laughs> I am a mommy of four. I've got a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, an almost 11-year-old and a 13-year-old, one boy and three girls. And um, I am also an educator of Spanish and English, although currently it's mostly just English as a foreign language. Um, I'm an international jet setter. I love to travel all around the world. And right now I'm working on my PhD in education with emphasis in English. I can't speak English language learning. So uh, I'm an academic. I'm a scholar. I'm a mom. um, I'm a professional. And, you know, I try to be like what I try to be is of service to anyone and everyone who could, who I could help, whether that's a listening ear or, you know, just, just help in any way. So that's me right now. I think that's my life and my, my life revolving around those points. Mm-hmm. And you are yeah. a very busy lady. Mm-hmm. You are a busy lady, but you still make time. You make time for the people that you love. You make time for the things that you enjoy. Um, yeah. And I think it's really cool how you're able to incorporate the things that you love into your career. So like you said, you're a jet setter and you have recently turned that into an opportunity and meshed that with your career to live abroad. Yeah. And that's something that I'm really proud of just because, you know, so many people think just all by themselves as a single person, a single young person, they might not be able to, you know, accomplish this task because it seems enormous when you think about it, you know, like uprooting your life, everything that you know, and going to a foreign country. But the fact that I, I was not able, not only able to do it, but do it with four children, um, mm-hmm. essentially on my own with not a lot, I had support, but it was cautious support. So um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I feel really, really proud of that. And I'm so thankful for that experience. I love Turkey. Well, I'm really proud of you, and I'm so proud of the woman that you've turned into. Just looking back on that little tendrilled hair, goofy <laughs> girl <laughs> that I met, you know, when I was 12, and it's like you just really blossomed, like, into this person who I really admire and yeah. I really look up to, and, you. Um, you know, you inspire me. You've always inspired me to be the best version of myself, but just seeing you you know, take all these things to task and succeed at it, you know? Thank and you. You're welcome. And I know that there have been some setbacks along the way, but you oh, are for sure. <laughs> very, very resilient. Like I say it all the time. I'm like, oh my God, you are one of the most resilient people I've ever met in my life because <laughs> some of the things, you know, that you've come up against, I feel like I would have crumbled, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm really, really proud of you, friend. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And, you know, that I I just, for me to hear you say that is, is very meaningful because you're somebody that I, of course, have always held in high regard. So, um, to, to hear your feelings, it just gets me all in my feels. So thank you. We're 
I'm having a mushy moment. We're having a moment. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, what else is on your mind? What's on my mind? Well, no, I kind of want to chat about. Well, I I want to talk about my experience in Turkey and just like teaching and okay. uh, you know what it was like to be a woman of color in Turkey. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, let us know. Yeah, because you know when I went over, I had no expectations. I had I've been to Turkey before, but I'd never been. I was teaching in Izmir, Turkey, and I'm still very much connected to my students there. I'm still teaching, albeit virtually. So, um, you know, when I went there, I had an idea of Turkey and Turkish culture, but not of the region that I was going to. I didn't know if it was forward thinking and if it was a little bit more westernized or if it was very mm-hmm. traditional and, and conservative. But I just said, you know what, I'm just going to take it as it comes. But what I realized, not just with being in Turkey over an extended period of time, but also in traveling to different places around the world, women of color are sexualized in a oh, way yeah. that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Not to say that I ever felt unsafe, not to feel that, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. I always felt safe. But I just always felt like people were looking at me like they could, like they thought that they could easily you know, like get in my pants or, mm. or, you know, that I was just gold or that, I don't know. It's just, it's just a weirdest feeling. And so I kind of had to always like guess when it came to interactions with men, like, are you, are, are we just, you know, like, how do you see me? How are you viewing me? And what is your expectation? Because if it's right. that, you know, you need to go elsewhere. Right. But like, um, not to say a that... genuine interaction. Exactly. Or is right. it, oh, well, she's from the United States, or oh, she's a woman of color. She's, you know, I, I just kind of feel, and I maybe this is completely wrong, but this is just the feeling that I got. American women, and perhaps right. women of color, are a little bit looser than maybe other cultures and other nationalities or other races. So I just, that was something that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. But like I said, I feel like this is the case in in many regions of the world that I've traveled to. So I just, it's really interesting to think about that. That is interesting because like you said, as a black woman, a woman of color, you've already kind of got that one layer. And Mm -hmm. then I feel like when you add American to it, Mm -hmm. it almost makes it worse. Because um, the way that we're viewed around the world, you know, is not always great. And I'm sure that you've experienced that in your travels, just, you know, um, some of the stereotypes and what people think of Americans. So you add woman, woman of color, black woman to that. And I can only imagine, you know, so how do you, how do you handle that? Because you're a very personable person. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's what got me in trouble a lot of the times is because I'm going to look you in your eye. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's how, you know, that's just communication. You know, as far as the Western world, we we look the our other person in the eye that we're speaking to. Um, you know, I'm very touchy-feely, so I might touch your shoulder or touch your arm when we're speaking. I love to smile and give you feedback, you know, like the um, – affirmations when we're speaking just to let you know that I'm listening I hear you I validate you and so all of those things can be misconstrued and then of course you know it's mirror is very um it's not you see people that are conservative and then you see people that are very westernized so I, I was just wearing my my normal western clothing which was not a problem whatsoever and it's not like I'm I'm very uh, risque or anything but you know I I appreciate my femininity and I like to show that off and so right. Um, that can also, you know, you have to be careful with, with that as well, because, um, people might, the wrong people that don't understand you, some people are committed to misunderstanding you. I'll just put it that way. Yes. So, um, that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm doing anything wrong or, you know, anything like this, but you just have to be aware of what's going on around you and you have to be culturally competent to to realize what's going on or else you're just going to be hurt and taken advantage of and 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 misinterpreted and read the all the wrong ways and so that was definitely something that I had to get used to you know not being quite so bubbly and smiley and you know something that I still struggle with but I'm working on it yeah yeah I can definitely see how that would be an issue because you like you're the type of traveler that will immerse themselves in the culture as well not just doing, um, not that there's anything wrong with doing the tourist stuff, but I know that your type of traveling is like, you want to get in in the nitty gritty, you know, you want to mm-hmm. be with the people, you want to be yeah. in town. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah I so I'm not, imagine. And I'm not going, I mean, of course, I love all the touristy things, like show me the 
show me the mosques and show me the, you know, the um, ancient, um, like, show me all the, the, the tourist things. But of course, I'm one of those people that want to go, you know, if you invite me to your home for dinner, yeah, I want to have an authentic Turkish meal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's go on this boat ride to, you know, so I'm really going to, like you said, immerse myself and kind of do some of the off the grid things that maybe other travelers might not want to engage in. And so I think that because I'm so open and so trusting, that too can get me into some trouble. But like I said, I never once felt unsafe. I just have come to realize that I can't be so, um, like relaxed. Exactly. Exactly. More on high alert. So the funny thing about you and I is as close as we are, as much as we relate, as good of friends as we are, we're like polar opposites. We sure are. That's so weird. Because you know me, I'm on high alert all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. I am just, it's just the way I am. I'm an extremely cautious person, sometimes to a fault. But um, yeah. whereas you are like, dinner at your house? Bet. I'm like, dinner at your house? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's you like, know, I don't know you. <laughs> no, well, it's almost like, oh, dinner at your house in the woods that's six miles out, you know, from the main <laughs> road in the yeah. dark. And I have to walk down there. I, don't, I, I can't get there with a car. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, sure, no problem. And you're just like, no, that's a negative. Let's go to a, a mutual point where everybody knows. Let's turn 360 on. Let's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, it's, it's, we are very much different in that regard. We are so different. Your, your, your ability to take risks. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a risk taker. Uh, I'm like, how does she do it? Because, yeah, I'm just like dinner at your house. Stranger? Uh, <laughs> no. Well, tell me, why, why are you so um, guarded, though? Like, why, why do you, why are you so on high alert? You know, I think as a young child, I, I never really felt like a kid kid. Hmm. Um, so, like, as a, you know, I mean, I would go outside and play and stuff like that and get into things, but I was never the kid that was going to, like, jump off of something or, <laughs> you know, cross the street when I wasn't supposed to. Or, um, you know, go somewhere that I'd never been before. And I think as an adult, when I look back on it, it comes down to um, being a person that always thinks of the consequences. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm always yeah. like, and I guess in a way it was it was people pleasing um, and maybe a little bit of people pleasing with my parents just as a young person thinking like, well, what would my parents think? if I did this yeah, and I got caught and I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, the negative consequences were just never worth it. Now, unfortunately, having that mindset made me miss out on a lot of things as a young person because yeah. I wasn't willing to take those risks. You know, I mm-hmm. wasn't willing to try if I felt like I was going to fail or if maybe I wouldn't be able to do it or I wouldn't get it right the first time. So in a lot of ways, I'm okay with being a cautious person, but I do realize where it has held me back in my life, you know? What do you think is the one thing, like knowing what you know now about being very cautious about everything and wanting to please your parents like that now at the age that you are, what's the one thing that you would go back and change if you could about this in particular? I think that... I would have gone away for college. Mm. So I graduated when I was 17, which is still relatively young. I mean, Mm -hmm. not an adult yet. And um, when it came to apply for colleges, I just wasn't even willing to like look outside of my hometown. You know, I wasn't willing to uh, step outside of that comfort zone. So I ended up, obviously I went to college locally. I'm a CSUSM graduate. Hey, go. What are the coyotes? I'm so (laughs) nervous. (laughs) <laughs> you said coyotes uh, <laughs> that shows me how much I care about college um, so I went to school locally and I you know I lived at home and I just kind of ended up building this little bubble for myself yeah. and the older I got it felt like the harder it was to get out of that bubble so mm-hmm. I think that if I would have went away for college it would have forced me to get outside of my comfort zone make new friends, come up against new experiences. I, I felt like it would have 
helped me build more character, if that yeah. makes sense. Or maybe even more confidence in that regard. Oh, because yeah, absolutely. When yeah. you have to be self-reliant and not to home and you're kind of left to your own devices to fend for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. Yeah, so do you so think that you would have gone thing. out of the state? Like when you say away from home, do you mean like out of the state, out of the country or just out of the yeah, town? out of, I would have gone out of state. So originally oh. when we started talking about colleges, I wanted to go back East huh. and then that just felt like just so overwhelming. So I was like, no, I'm good. And then I thought about UCLA, but then I was like, girl, you are not getting into UCLA. <laughs> go Bruins. <laughs> Like go Bruins, but that's not for you, babe. So I just ended up, you know, I just ended up literally going to the closest state school in my city. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's, that's probably, it's not a regret, but that's, if I could go back, that would be one of the things that I would change. And I Uh think that would have potentially sent me on a different path in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like, because you were always the scholar. In, in school and I used to just like marvel at you and the way that you just used to take note first of all just your handwriting was beautiful and I used to just look at the way that you wrote and just oh, I just looked at you with googly eyes for everything that you did <laughs> but um just your ability to to earn good grades with ease at least it seemed that way um and I was not the scholar I was always the one that wanted to be well known and well liked not that I had like a whole bunch of friends I just was well known you know, and I was pretty a likable person, but I was more concerned with, you know, being the high school mascot and, you know, playing football and playing all these, you know, like being an athlete and, and, you know, kind of like trying to, in my own way, kind of, um, have my own little legacy completely dorky now because I'm just like, I was, you know, this is what 13 through 17 or 18 years old like really I was just this person that was kind of obscure um but was trying to kind of figure myself out so I wish that I would have been more like you and more on the scholarly track so that way I would have known because I didn't actually enroll in a higher institution until 2005 and I graduated in 2002 so um I I wish that I would have taken that route so that way I could have had the opportunity to apply I I I know my grades were very mediocre I was like a BC student and Mm -hmm. you know not anything to write home to mom about it was not anything that was really proud of I was just kind of floating by not having any direction um so I wish that I would have kind of taken um you know a note from your playbook and and really you know been on that track But you know what's interesting about that is when I look back, when I look at you now and I look back and you're talking about being in high school and wanting to, you know, play the sports and you played football, which (laughs) as a girl, nobody was playing football. Yeah. To me, you always wanted to leave your mark. Like you were talking about a legacy. You wanted to leave a mark. You wanted to leave an impact, right? Yeah. So for me, I'm a very behind the scenes person. Like I don't need the I don't need the attention. I don't need Mm -hmm. the recognition. I'm just going to come here and do what I need to do and go. And that's Mm kind of how I was, you know, you say like I was a scholar. It was just, you know, this is school and this is what I need to do and I want to do well at it. So I'm just going to come and go. So whereas like the social aspect of school was not as important to me, but you wanted to leave your mark. You wanted people to know that Courtney was here. (laughs) Courtney (laughs) did the thing and Courtney made a difference. And now that I'm thinking about it, it really reminds me of my little sister uh, uh-huh. because obviously my sister is an athlete. She's very outgoing, very likable. She was also the school mascot, which is really funny, but yeah, you wanted to leave your mark and you did, mm-hmm. you did, I guess, but I am no, like, <laughs> friend, you did trust me. Well, I mean, I think that it's like, okay, well, what, you know, if people think back, oh yeah, I knew her, she was a mascot or she did this, but like, did I leave a mark that was meaningful? And so now as an adult, that's more of the things that I focus on, you know what right. I mean? So, and yeah. of course, you know, our Fridays change from being, you know, a teenager to a young adult to a full-fledged adult. Um, but, you know, I'm, I, everything happens for a reason. Everything turns out. And I think that being kind of a mediocre student in high school really kind of is pushing me or propelling me to be my best in my higher ed years, you know? So um, yeah. I'm just 
I'm doing what I, I'm, I'm trying to change things around basically. So even yeah, if it's, you, it's late, <laughs> you are definitely about your studies. And I will tell you, you did leave a mark and I'll tell you who you left a mark on senior Harper. Oh, my senior Harper, Dwayne <laughs> Harper. Oh my goodness. I love that man. I seriously, right. I think about, I was going to name one of my daughters Harper, uh, mm -hmm. just because you know, he just was so impressionable to me. So, oh, yeah. Harper. So for a little context for everyone listening, Senior Harper was our Spanish teacher and he really did feel your love for Spanish and foreign language. Cause yeah. you, man, while I was you think I'm a scholar, foreign language literally kicked my ass, but you, <laughs> you excelled in Spanish and you just soaked it up. And you loved every minute of it. And I remember being in Spanish class with you and just being like, why are you so into this? Like, I couldn't get it. I didn't understand it. And you loved it. You loved I it. I did. But you know what, though? That was the very first time that I had ever had a real like Spanish lesson was in ninth grade. I remember being so, I think I had in fourth period in ninth grade and I cannot wait to go to that class because I just wanted to be in Spanish. I, I would have taken Spanish all six, uh, um, lessons of the day if I could have but I would just remember him being so like jovial and so silly and very just kind of nerdy a little bit and he was just he just made it come alive for me and I had already had that love there just because that was my innate interest but that man just totally changed the course of my life because obviously I went on to become a Spanish teacher but I don't think that I would have done that if he wasn't my Spanish teacher first yeah I think he really triggered something inside of you that you really didn't even know was there. Cause yeah. I mean, you were just so happy to be there. And it was just like, I need this <laughs> class to be over. Like I can't do this. I cannot oh, conjugate God. another verb. I can't sing another song. As wonderful <laughs> as he was, I just never took to foreign language, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's okay. So. It's not everyone, but I, I'm very thankful for, you know, his tutelage <laughs> even now. You know, we're friends on Facebook and he actually reached out to me a few years ago because his daughter, you know, was considering going abroad and teaching. So I kind of shared some information with him. But now it's like reciprocal. We're like, I'm, I'll never be on the level of Senior Harper. Like he is just like the um, pinnacle of perfection when it comes to foreign language and teachers and things like this. But, um, you know, I feel that he respects me kind of as a colleague. And when I ask him, I need a, you know, I need a resource for this. How do I, you know, what's a good lesson? I know that I can go and I can, you know, send him a message and he's going to get back to me. That's the important thing. Like he, he remembers me and he knows me. And so I, I just, I, I love that I can make him proud too, you know? That is so beautiful because think about it from his end, right? Think about it as an educator. He's, he's taught for so long. I mean, I'm sure yeah. he's retired now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, okay. Yeah. So he taught for so long. He's seen so many students come and go, right? Mm -hmm. And then, listen, you were uh, like stalker levels on Harper. <laughs> like you really, yeah. you really, really enjoyed the man, and you made I, that I very did. clear. Yeah. Um. So to look at it from his point of view, whereas like you know we're twenty years outside of high school now, right? Yeah. Oh God. And so senior Harper, you guys are friends on Facebook, and he sees how you've built this career around language mm -hmm. and. That has to be such an amazing feeling for him to know that yeah. he's left an impact on a student. You know, there's students like me who are like, yeah, Senior Harper, thanks. And then like, <laughs> that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to see someone grow and come to their own and you had a part of that, that's beautiful. Yeah. No, and I, I do. I think about that because obviously as an educator, whenever somebody can say, you know, Miss Bailey, I'm, I'm going to take this Cambridge exam because I want to be an English teacher or, you know, even they, they wanted me. I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, going into the second year when I started teaching in Turkey, they wanted me to teach both English and Spanish at the same time. But there was just going to be a huge conflict with two different languages, you know, um, at the camp, it was just going to be too difficult. So they, they ended up going with somebody that could just teach Spanish at the end of the day. Um, but I just was so thankful. And I thought about senior Harper at that moment when they had, you know, asked me if I would be willing to do this, because I said, you know, if it wasn't for senior Harper and his engagement and his enthusiasm, I, I wouldn't have had that as an opportunity. So I was just really grateful. And of course, as a teacher, I want to always pay it forward and be the same kind of teacher that he was. Right. Oh, that's so lovely. He was <laughs> fun. As much as I didn't like Spanish, he was a great, he was a great teacher. Yeah. And um, he really did try to make it fun for us. 
even though we were not the very we weren't all nice like I just remember characters in our class and I say characters and I don't mean that in any kind of like bad way but there were just so many different personalities and he really did a good job with navigating all of our <laughs> hormonal selves he so. really did he put up with some nonsense because, he sure enough did yeah and I can remember him snapping like in his own way a couple times yeah and yeah he's such a sweet sweet man very I'm, gracious though I'm, I'm glad that you're still in contact with him <laughs> yeah so speaking of travel you mm-hmm. have for years been trying to get me to travel with you. Yes. Which and I'm I know so is hopeful like one of these days you actually will. I know. You know it's like pulling teeth and you know that I don't do well with flying. Like I had a, a phobia of flying for many, many, many years. And um, you know, I finally got on a plane and I will do it now, but whew, girl, like when you travel, you travel. Like, you will spend two days on a plane. Yeah. You know, I will. Mm-hmm. to get to where you need to be. And, like, you won't complain about it. You're good. And you and I have never been on a plane together. I Are you ready to be on a plane with me? I don't, are you ready to be on a plane with me is the question. Oh, that's the question, girl, right? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so giddy. And, like, you would be like, okay, like, can I just have, like, a little, like, cocktail? And I'm just going to put this mask on. Wake me for snacks. And I'm just like, ooh, look at the window. Look at that cloud. Oh, look, I see another aircraft. Like, I, you know, play this game with me. You know, that's in the back of this seat. And I would just totally be, you'd be like, girl, go sit somewhere else. Like, we can't do this. But I, I think, uh, I honestly think that it would be a great experience for us to go somewhere together. Just have a little girl's trip. It doesn't have to be, you know, quite so far. We've got other places, you know, places that we can go that are that are quite close. But um, I just think that it would be such a good experience for us. And, mm-hmm. you know, we need to take our, our friendship to the next level. And what better <laughs> way to do that than with an international trip? Touche, girl. Okay, where do you want to take me? <sighs> Where don't I want to take you? Honestly, I, I want to take you to Spain. Ooh, okay. I want to take you to Spain. I, I would love to take you to Portugal. Okay. Um, and I would love to take you to Turkey. So Portugal, Spain, and Turkey are the are okay. the main places that I would love to take you. I think that you would just get a lot out of the people, the culture, the food. We have the same tastes in food, which is funny because we both like, like our snacks are like green olives and artichoke hearts and not like cheese. Well, I mean, we will tear up some Cheez-Its too. But, like, our, our tastes are so similar. And so when I just think about tapas and siesta and, you know, just flamenco dancing and just enjoying, like, the culture, I could really mm-hmm. see us having the greatest time in Spain. I think that you would really feel appreciated in Turkey, though. I think that many people, you would get a lot out of going there, but so many people would be so interested in you that it's mm-hmm. it's a really cool feeling, you know, like, to, mm-hmm. to know that, you know, a whole entire country is just interested in the way that you look and the way that you sound and they just want to get to know you, um, which could be overwhelming, but still, I think, good yes. for you. And yes. Portugal is just beautiful. So funny that you say that. So I'm actually, my sister is going to be the next guest on the podcast, but she, you know, she played basketball professionally in Bosnia for a year. Uh-huh. And um, I'll definitely have to talk to her about her experiences of literally being the only black person these people have almost ever seen exactly. in their entire life. Like and, that's a thing. Like it's, when I tell you that people would sneak and take pictures of me, they mm-hmm. would literally do this. And then, you know, there were some that were just like, oh, wow, you know, um, can I take a picture with you? And obviously, you know, there's, there's not many people that look like me in Turkey, maybe in Istanbul and some of the more metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you think about it, it's um, Istanbul and Ankara are the top two. And then Izmir is the, the third largest city in, in Turkey. So it wasn't like I was in a village, you know, so, uh, but I was still, you know, I still received a lot of attention. And at first I was like, wow, this is really cool. You know, almost felt like a little tiny celebrity, but then you have your off days or you just feel like, I just want a cup of coffee. And, you know, this person is taking a picture of me. I look horrible, you know, like, um, but you have to be gracious about it. And I think one of the main things about living abroad and, and, you know, going into a different culture is, it's realizing that there's just as much intrigue with you. Like you have your intrigue and your curiosities about the culture that you're living in, but people are equally curious about you. And it was never um, like a negative, like, 
oh, I feel like an alien. It was just a, wow, she doesn't look like us. She doesn't sound like us. It's clear that she's not from here. You know, I'm going to take Mm -hmm. a picture with this person or I'm going to go have a conversation with her. So, you know, we're, we're representatives um, at the end of the day when we go abroad, whether it's, you know, for a quick vacay or if it's for, you know, living. And so we have to remember that we have to be hyper aware of, you know, the energy and the way that we're choosing to present ourselves, whether it's with our clothes or the way that we speak. And so I was always really gracious and I would take pictures with people and I would smile and, you know, engage because I want them to, to not think of us as those obnoxious loud Americans, but rather somebody that's of substance. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And my, my sister had pretty much the same sentiment, you know, going out and just kind of taking it all in, but definitely having your moments where like, ah, I just kind of want to be invisible right now. You know, like I just want to go about my day as a normal person. I mean, Um, but she was kind of like a local celebrity though, because she's, she's an athlete at the end of the day. Low key. She was a celeb. Exactly. (laughs) Like people were coming to the games to like see her play and like, you know, they would go to like nightclubs and yeah, she she hit celebrity status. She did. Yeah. That's so neat. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's so cute. That's just so funny to me because she's just so little and like, I I still think of her like the little two year old with the snotty nose that, you know, had you, you wiped your, like her nose was running. And so you wiped her snot on your sweatshirt and then she pulled tissue out of her pocket. It's like, look, I have this. Pulled the tissue right out of the pocket. Like, and she's always been a sweet girl. And so when I think about her, even when I talk to her, I feel bad because I'm like, hi, Michaela, how are you? And she's just like, I'm good. You know, like totally like an adult. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I forget you're not too. I'm so sorry. Listen, my sister is a fan favorite. <laughs> I don't know a person who doesn't love my sister. Like the energy that she brings. And it's funny because me and my sister are polar opposites. Yeah. Like, you know, not to say that I'm not a likable person, but we're we're different. We're two different people, you know? And it's just funny because she just has so much energy. And like you, she wants to leave her mark. She wants to help people. She wants you know, people to get something from the interactions, you know, that they have with her. Yeah. And it's just so, I'm so proud of her. I'm just having a mushy moment for everybody now, but I'm so proud of her, you know, and, and she has her own business now and she's just such an awesome person. And I love spending time with her and talking to her and, you know, me and my sister have a 10 year age gap. Yeah. So growing up, you just don't relate to a three-year-old. I'm sorry. No. When you're 13, no. that's, it just doesn't, you know? So for a long time, we didn't have a very close relationship. But as she's gotten older, you know, we've really, really closed that gap. And, like, yeah. now we are just, we are so good and we are so tight. And I just, I love it. And I can't even imagine, like, all the amazing things that she's going to do, you know, going forward. Yeah, there's a quote, and I want to say, and I don't know it verbatim, but I think it's by Mother Teresa, and it's something along the lines of live people better than you found them, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can see that in Michaela, like, I just feel like she is um, always trying to, you know, serve people in a way that leaves them better off, and especially when it comes to athletics and health and wellness and things like that, and and she's always, always, you know, ventured in in these sorts of things, so Mm -hmm. um, she's just a very pure-hearted person and so I'm just happy that I knew her by default through you know (laughs) since she's sister so um that makes me feel really happy that you speak to speak of her so highly you know because I recognize that even from afar we don't have I mean we definitely talk on on social media and stuff like that but um just in the few interactions that we have I just feel that she's always kind of accepted me and like just always really nice and warm and friendly yeah she is. She's a she's a very warm and friendly person and she's out here doing a lot of good for people. So she'll be on here soon and we're gonna talk about her business, which is seven oh eight performance. Uh shameless plug if anybody's <laughs> a personal trainer, you know, she is out here. She does personal training, one on ones, virtual, sports performance, nutrition, the whole nine yards. You know, she'll get you right. We're coming out of this pandemic. Everybody's trying to get it back together. Exactly. So. It's our time too. So that might be some additional motivation. Exactly. Exactly. So oh, I'm so glad that you came on and that we've Me had too. these discussions. Exactly. And 
this doesn't need to be the only time. You're welcome back anytime because there's literally no shortage of the things that we can talk about. We oh my God, there's not. So many experiences together and, you know, we talk every day and it's just, there's never a dull moment. So you'll definitely have to come back on and, you know, grace us yeah. with your presence. I would love to. There's a lot of things. <sighs> okay, friend, I do this thing called lasting words. Is there anything that you want the people to know, a piece of wisdom, um, a quote, uh, mm. anything? Jeez, Louise, put me on the spot here. For I a know. Okay, let I me always think. do. Yeah. Um, I would just say to go forward in the direction of your life with a fiery passion and help you. I know that we do have obstacles that come against us, but you know, where they're truly, I know this sounds so cliche, but where there's a will, there's a way and live the life that you've imagined. I always say, I want to live a life of design rather than a life of default because it's so easy to just kind of go through life floating, kind of getting kind of like a ping pong ball, just kind of going back and forth or in, you know, different directions, but not really having purpose. So when you living a life of design rather than default things tend to go in your favor so that's those are my lasting words I love it beautiful I need to take that advice more often (laughs) (laughs) and get on one of these planes with you and go to Spain please do do. the next time we have a podcast we need to we need to be talking about the trip that we just came from back from (laughs) right we need to do a podcast on location in exactly eating tapas drinking sangria flamenco the whole nine girl Yes, exactly. This is our goal and we are going to make it happen. We have to be intentional. Okay, well, I'm ready. I got passport. I'm vaccinated. I'm good. Okay. I'm going to hold I mean, you we to come, We got to come up with these funds, but that's a whole other <laughs> okay, discussion. That's a whole other discussion, but I'm, I'm seriously going to hold you to it. We, we are okay. going to make it to Spain sooner rather than later. Okay, I'm in. So thank you for being here, friend. I love you so much and I, I can't wait too. to do this again. Same. I love you too. All right. Bye, friends. Bye. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And thanks again for listening. If you want to leave a review, you're more than welcome. You can do that at iTunes. If not, no problem. Just continue to listen. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at HiFriendPodcast or... If you want to leave a comment, a question, a concern, you can do that at highfriendpodcast.gmail.com. Thanks. Talk to you guys soon. Bye, friends.